Find that, though, Chris. Find it. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1154, September 19, 2023. 94 degrees on this day in 1895, and uh, 33 degrees again in 1991. Flashlight King. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and the Keeper of Common Sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Speaking of, well, I'll read this. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. you! I think you're resting this fellow's point. Mm. I really enjoy the sound clip of Hail the Flashlight King used in the podcast opener. I know this is from the GL 30th anniversary party at Chanhassen Dinner Theater. The enthusiastic response from the GL audience is inspiring and a good indication that the mayor will be reelected to another 10-year term in next year's election. However, this clip really highlights the tepid response from your staff whenever you read an email that starts with Hail the Flashlight King. It sounds like they are phoning it in or surfing the Internet for next year's town ball predictions or great holiday meal recipes and not really paying attention. It may be time for a staff meeting to discuss their level of engagement Engagement and future with the show. What the hell is this guy talking the about? The reason you have been reelected for 30 years is because you surround yourself with high quality people who will help move the GL vision forward. I know you will do the right thing, Steve. Try it again. Hail the flashlight king. Hail no, the no, 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 no. Number one, there's never been an election. You are like a self-appointed dictator Mussolini, okay? <laughs> we have no choice. You are the mayor for life. We have no choice whatsoever. Number two, I gotta if you remember you. correctly, I think Reavers, what was that, take three or take four? Oh, yeah, I, I chastised the crowd at first. We I said, really come on here, this, them, is, yeah. this is not going to. Good point, yep. And uh, I don't know, the last point about us surfing the internet, uh, he was dead on. Yeah, uh, that we can't argue. Absolutely. Yeah, guilty. Yeah, guilty. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking <laughs> up guitars and stuff. Yeah, you know. yeah. yeah. Recipes. Uh, hail <laughs> the mayor. We don't have to say that. Hail you. When you get this, Ingi, briefly and recently known as The Experience, will be attempting to top his hero, Patrick J.S. Royce, in a memorable hospital recovery room audio. Ingi will be having a minor surgery at 9 a.m. This was yesterday. Upon coming out of anesthesia, Ingi has instructed me to record exclusively for GLUs any and all comments by my client, respectively submitted S. <laughs> Jacobson, S. Jacobson, Jacobus consigliere for the Ingi experience. And then later we get a note from the experience who writes, what began as a same-day procedure turned into an overnight stay. My great friend Sharona drove me to Regions this morning and stayed with me most of the day while in pre-op. A nurse asked me if I was comfortable. She received the appropriate response, and I got the look from my friend. They got good meds here. Tell the family of Patrick Royce to relax. Angie will be okay. Sincerely, thanks to many GLers, most notably Bill Stein, who thought Sharona was my daughter. He sent a picture of this Sharona, and once again... 
The experience is in the company of a very attractive woman. I don't understand this. Hmm. I don't understand this. I, when his daughter, uh, we when we were introduced to his daughter, I was gobsmacked. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a prank. I thought it was. Yeah. A prank. I did too. Yeah. But that's really but his daughter. You need it to, changed the way I think of him. Me too. I'm wondering yeah. if there's more there than meets the eye. You should also clear up um, for those that are not in on the joke. Uh, what the proper response is? Are you comfortable? I make a nice living. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. So that's what I, that's what uh, the experience said to the nurse. Right. Uh, I just went to the Facebook uh, of Jim Ingebretson. That's Ingie, of course. And uh, there's no, pictures no, of him in John, the hospital. That's the no. experience. Oh, the experience. I'm sorry. There's pictures of him recovering in the hospital. One that looks absolutely nothing like him, and uh, Sharona is with him. <laughs> Isn't Sharona a lovely young woman? Yes, and, very uh, much. So. Uh, uh, Bill Stein uh, thought Sharona was uh, Ingie's daughter, but Ingie looks too happy. <laughs> you know, well, I, I am catching us. I'm just catching us up on some email. That's all. Ingie has a civilian name. This I, I find I didn't. I'm know. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> don't never say that <laughs> name civilian again. Civilian name. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm. Yeah, I don't Folks, think I can. Uh, I go so far back with the experience. It was in the um, late mid to late '80s. He was the manager for the France Drive-In. Really, and I worked for what? the Man Theater, so he would really? be. He called in figures every night, so I talk to him almost every night when he had to call in the figures for the France Drive and this was 1985-87. Really? Yes, he was the manager huh. of the France Drive-In and he was just as nutty huh. back then. Where so was I've known that? him since the mid-80s. France, France Avenue. France why, Avenue why were you getting that call? I was the assistant manager and then the manager at the Was Highland that a man theater? theater? Yes. Oh, I see. It was it wasn't it was run by the man's, but it wasn't man owned. And finally, Carol Novak writes, I blame you. Howdy, Joe. I was on my walk <laughs> this morning. Yes, I walk every day. I noticed that one of our neighbors had cut down two trees and trimmed up a few others. I thought to myself how open and bright the yard was now, and boom, it happened. That woman's horrible voice began singing, there's a hole in the sky where a tree once was. Somebody's making money. I blame you. Mm. Where a tree once stood. <laughs> Such a lack of life and sound. All right, thank All you. All that's left is bare, muddy ground. A magnificent tree May your tree tires never go murdered. flat and your battery oh. always have a charge. Carol Joy. All right, Carol. There's a hole in the sky. <laughs> Sounds like an alley cat screaming at another alley cat. Doesn't <laughs> it? She's getting zero reaction from the crowd, and she says, Stand up! <laughs> Kelsey sends a true story. A six-year-old and a four-year-old are uh, raking the yard, and the six-year-old said, You know what we got to do? We got to learn how to cuss. I think it's about time we start cussing. When the four-year-old uh, nods and he agrees, he gets pretty excited about it. And the six-year-old uh, continues with, look, when we go into breakfast, I'm going to say something with the word hell in it, and you say something with the word ass in it. Oh, boy. Right? Well, the four-year-old is beside himself. He agrees. He's very enthusiastic. When they, uh, when they get in, the mom says to the six-year-old, what would you like? for breakfast, and he said, oh, hell, I don't know, Mom. How about Cheerios? <laughs> and Mom just said, what did you say? You march off to your room right now, and she belts him across the butt, and she said, you stay in your room until I let you out. 
And then she comes back and she looks at the four-year-old who's now trembling and and uh, she said, well, what would you like for breakfast? And he says, he says well, you can bet your ass it isn't Cheerios. <laughs> hey, hey, now. But boom, boom, boom. It's See, a true story. Saying, that yeah, that, that happened in his that's, neighborhood. That's like the damn ham. Yeah. The family, a very religious family, gets together and they're having a uh, a Sunday dinner and they don't they don't swear at all and and uh, they have the damn ham is the brand and the child says to the dad, Dad, could you please pass me the damn ham? And the younger kid says, yeah, and I'll take some effing potatoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I know a dirtier version of that, but we're just told it. Thank you. Sorry, Johnny. <laughs> you know something uh, I'm going to have trouble with? Math. Retirement. Um, <laughs> brushing your teeth. You want us to keep going? That's right. Uh, not getting That's toothpaste right. on your shirt. Um, I forgot. No, retaining I, your Decorum in the office. It was one of the Walking days. farts. May I, may I continue? Uh, I realized this morning when I was working that uh, there's so much happening that I don't understand. Uh, I hate to get serious on you clowns. But you've all seen the video of these laughing youth oh. who run down a guy. It turns out he's a retired policeman yeah. in Vegas. They killed yeah. him, and yeah. they're laughing. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't understand that, other than to understand that there's evil in the world. And for those of you, and I'm not citing any GLers that would think this way, but for those people that think, well, this was an accident, no, they say... Let's get him mm-hmm. seconds before impact. Who who in God's name would think it was an accident? Well, you see some of the reaction on social well, I don't like, see it on social media. Well, that's, that's the problem we have in this country is too many people are unwilling to point out that these kids are just pure evil. Uh, something else I, I don't understand, and I predict uh, I would just, I predict all of you would, but I predict I would have a great deal of trouble with this. Uh, Markey, who's a senator in the occasional uh, Cortez, uh, they've asked Biden now to create a civilian climate corps by executive action. And apparently it's been a key element of the Build Back Better Act, the the environmental and uh, infrastructure bill. Are we still building back better? It was not ultimately included in the Slim Down Inflation Reduction Act, uh, which nonetheless was the largest climate bill in history. Biden has been a vocal backer of the Civilian Climate Corps early in his presidency, comparing it to the Civilian Conservation Corps. Well, it's not even analogous. In a letter timed at the 30th anniversary of the bill that created AmeriCorps, Occasional Cortex and Markey cited, who's Markey? Look up Markey. Is it, uh, it's Ed Markey from Massachusetts, a Democrat. All right. Spell uh, how, I'm sorry. It, I got him. It's Ed Markey, oh, okay. Democrat, Massachusetts. <clears throat> and he's all for this, and so is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh In a letter timed at the 30th anniversary of the bill that created AmeriCorps, Occasional Cortex and Markey cited polling, indicating the idea has more than 60% support. The two have also reintroduced a bill to establish a core legislatively, though the measure would almost certainly not be given a vote in the Republican majority House. A central coordinating body overseen by the White House 
will be essential to create a successful and cohesive civilian climate core. I, I would have so much trouble with this. I'm afraid, I, I, I don't know what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid I would be so despondent if some young moron from the failed academy walked up my driveway with the clipboard to examine, to examine what? My my energy use, my belief in conservation. What I, I I would have I would I would recoil in horror. Also on Monday, a coalition of more than fifty progressive and environmentalist groups sent a separate letter calling on Biden to establish a civilian climate corps, citing its popularity among younger voters. While previous executive orders and legislation under your administration demonstrate tremendous progress towards meeting our Paris climate goals, this is mental illness. Uh, Marky's been in office since uh, 1975. So oh, they're going to bypass problems right there. They're going to bypass the usual avenues and go right to executive order. Yeah, because they think we need to be ambitious as possible in tackling the great crisis of our time. <laughs> and they know it won't pass what did you say the house mm-hmm. yeah boston college 1975 the work is not yet done mr mayor the civilian climate corps ccc must prioritize equity in the communities it serves and the core members it trains. They must provide a pathway to long-term employment through good-paying union jobs. So you'd <clears throat> these young people would be paid to do what? As long as we're talking about it, and you're on a site, apparently, that has some information, what exactly would it be they're charged with? Well, I haven't gotten down to that yet. So far, the only thing I've discovered is a gobbledygook. The creation of the new CCC would create 300,000 green jobs aimed at conserving our public lands, bolstering community resilience, and addressing the changing climate, all the while putting good-paying union jobs within reach for more Americans. So we still haven't found a true answer to your question. Uh-oh, Suchi, I just found a link to apply for a CCC job. Let's do it. Joe, it's just another couple of million bucks. Come on. Oh, million. I see this going into the B's. Maybe. Oh, this got B written all over it. I, I all I find is gobbledygook here, Such. I don't are they gonna so are they gonna clean up? They're gonna take my tires that I plan on burning, right? They're gonna do that? <laughs> Maybe all the batteries I have stored up that need to go away. What are they gonna how are they gonna what what's going on here? Joe, hello. I've got some old shingles. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just beside myself. Yeah. May I oh. point out something else I don't understand? Before you do, um, 
individuals joining the California Conservation Corps must be 18. Did I just say corpse? Sure I think did. I just yeah. said corpse. corpse. <laughs> Let's change it to corpse. Might have been yeah. Freudian. <laughs> 18 to 25 years of age, a California resident, able to successfully pass finger. Okay, this is just for Cali. We don't care about that. I'm sorry. Uh, another thing I don't understand is why I am not given credit for some of my better ideas. Uh, usually because they've been implemented already. Yeah. Or what was my idea, Matt? Let's test your attendance at the University of Garage Logic. Uh-oh. Let me just close out this recipe window. Hang on. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I got it. That was for Steve. <laughs> yes. All of you might get this answer correctly. Hmm. What was my idea for that fruit warehouse that Walls purchased? Oh, jail? Uh, no. Uh, how, no, no, uh, no. Homeless no. housing. No. Thank you. That's yes. what it was. Oh, it was. Okay. Are we still on the hook for that? No, we sold it. Sold we sold it. At a profit, well, that, I believe. What about this potential COVID comeback? Do we need to buy it back at a higher price? No, that'll wait. We'll wait on that, Rook, till next year when it's a presidential election. Oh, That's when okay. we're going to ramp up Got COVID it. again. Got it. <laughs> Minneapolis Council Member Jason Chavez recently faced a crowd of 200 concerned residents who said gave him a simple message. What have we been doing to combat homelessness? What we have been doing is not working. The community meeting inside Phillips Community Center was not far from a South Minneapolis encampment that the Minnesota Department of Transportation cleared in August, leaving an estimated 140 people looking for somewhere to go. The overwhelming sentiment among those who attended the meeting in Chavez's ward was that encampment clearings just lead to more encampments popping up across the city. A bright spot in the city's quest to aim homelessness has been the innovative Avivo Village, which opened in December of 2020, the first of its kind indoor village of 100 tiny homes. Mm. Housed in the North Loop neighborhood provides a low barrier entry to the shelter as well as a variety of other comprehensive health services. What did I say about the fruit warehouse? Yeah, You split that up into dorm-like rooms, and there's also uh, health offerings and help uh, available, and uh, it's a one-stop shop. It stemmed from when we watched the video, Seattle is dying. Yeah. But you so, got to stay clean, though, if you're going to come and use it, this. you got to be productive. My, that's my question, Matt. Well, where am I going to be able to score meth? And um, recently I've gotten into the heavier stuff, the fentanyl. I'm going to need a fentanyl connection. I need a source for dirty needles. Um, I also need some cash. So who am I going to be able to rob? Well, uh, you're you're being uh, you're being somewhat dismissive of the larger idea, which was they have the same idea I was floating. Fill that fruit warehouse with uh, <clears throat> places where people could live, and then you have to start solving the other problems one by one. But I said included in the fruit warehouse would be counseling services. I think what Matthew said uh, should be right at the top. You've got to be sober to get in. Just like on West 7th, the old firehouse that they turned into a a day, come and you know, shower and do all that stuff, and then at night... They just score meth and sit around outside. Well, they do call this Avivo Village uh, a low barrier entry to uh, to shelter. I, I take it that means they're they're going to look the other way if you're hammered. A low barrier not, entry. But, okay, but you're not helping them. That, no, that's I, just no. Dorothy Day, Catholic Charity says you got to come in and be sober. You can't. Okay, then let's look at it this way. 
uh, let's be let's be uh, terribly callous and accept the drug use. Uh, you, what you would do by moving the unhoused indoors would at least be eliminating encampments. Yep, you're okay, right. If you're, period. Oh, okay. Period. I'll, 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 I'll forget everything else. I'll give you that. Well, that's all I wanted for the fruit warehouse. You just that, want that roly poly <clears throat> governor. He thought it was going to be a morgue for God's sakes. That never but played out. Just because they're out of sight, are they? And out of mind, I don't still think they'd there. be out of sight. They would have a place to return to in the evening, out of the rain, hmm. uh, I out think of the snow, sobriety, out of the thirty below. I think you you only get this if you're sober. I'm sorry. Well, or you have to want to at least attempt to get sober, trying right? to. Yeah, you're too. Well, because that, that was part of the Seattle currently, bit. You got yeah, me dancing between two pop propositions here. <clears throat> well, I said in the fruit warehouse there would be counseling offered. Okay. And then you poo pooed me and say no. Yeah. They're no. they're gonna be no. That wouldn't work. Well, we've seen the reality of what's going on. So it, have you, by the way. Yes, but now I've boiled it down to. An indoor shelter would at least replace outdoor encampments. Gotcha. Which goes back to my argument. Nah, they're out of sight. They're out of mind. We don't have to. We don't have a problem here, and we can't see them. Well, what not good, in my front what yard. good has it done the poor homeless people to have them be in sight? Yeah, awareness. Awareness. No, we have to keep breaking up the encampments True. because they're dreadful. They're unhealthy, they're uh, filthy, they're <clears throat> dangerous. Did you happen to see the news footage of this place this morning? I did not. showing it on a couple of channels. I don't watch looks, morning TV for some it, reason. It gives you anxiety. <clears throat> no, looks game like shows do. Oh. A big, 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 big giant warehouse, and then they have um, what looks like 20 by 20, I don't know, fish houses in there. You well, know what I mean? That's all I imagine for the fruit warehouse. Yeah. How many little domiciles could you have created that it would be a hell of a lot better than sleeping in a tent in a thunderstorm? Okay, but you're also... Where does the responsibility end? People accuse me, often the critics of GL, yeah. accuse me of of never having any ideas how to solve problems. Well, apparently I have had an idea. The city council in Minneapolis is discussing it. But part of this needs, we need to talk about getting them a job and getting them a permanent place to live and getting them to become good, upstanding citizens and members of society. Contributing members. Not yes. just bellied up to the teat. Yeah, contributing. Thank you, Chris. Yes. <clears throat> well, that that there's horse no, has left there's, the barn. There's seriously. no there's no teat involved. Here's a great big warehouse. Uh, you check in, uh, Bob. Uh, you're in uh, 17B. Here's the key. Yeah, but who's funding that? Is Kenny's point? That, that was the my governor <laughs> already bought the damn thing. No, we sold it. Well, whatever. At the time, it was... But it would be government-funded, is Kenny's point. Right, in the building of the units and the furnishing of the units and the feeding and all of that. Well, was, as I imagine it, what the taxpayer would only be on the hook for would be the utilities. Are you uh, kidding? Well, Do you that, know how expensive... Come on, Joe. Come an on. And I'm not against it. I'm completely for it. I'm just saying it wouldn't be 
cheap to facilitate something like this. What do you think the cost is in quality of living for all of us, not to mention the homeless, for these encampments? Well, again, the cost I'm, is not astronomical. Dis- I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm completely in favor of it. But it's, not, it's the government. It's not going to come at a good rate. It's going to be here, expensive. If we had any balls, we would do what Texas has been doing to New York. We would rent a whole bunch of megabuses and send them south. I'm not sure we can keep up based on recent activity at the border. I, well, I was told the border's secure. It's not. Oh. It's, it's dreadful. Are you sure? Because I was told it was secure. Mildly sure. But we're talking, we're talking about two different classes, yeah, of, right, two right. demographic different These are people that probably are from here that are addicted to drugs. Yeah. Yes. Okay, but at some point, we, we have to break. Fish or cut break. <laughs> Fisher well, cut break. <laughs> Gary said that he celebrated a birthday this week, and he's terribly difficult to buy for. So what happened? He came home, and the freezer in his house was full of an assortment of brats, belly burgers, and a back of bag of meat sticks Can't go wrong. from Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. What a great gift from my son. The gift of meat from the Grun. Hell I yeah. was also guaranteed that no one would poach my... Oh, and these sound so good. Blue cheese and green olive brats. So, yeah, what a birthday present that the kid went out and got the old man food. That was thoughtful. Food. Thoughtful. Meat. Food. (laughs) From the meat emporium. Is responsible for everything. Grunhoffers, and you want to win something for the next month, stop in at either location, Grunhoffers in Hugo or Grunhoffers in Forest Lake. Mention you're a GLer. Fill out a ticket with your name and phone number and be entered for a drawing and a chance to win a 10-pound prime rib roast. The winner will be selected Thursday, October 14. They're also hiring. If you're in the, if you've ever wanted to have a meat career, yeah. check out Grunhoffers. In the meantime, call uh, you can also call to place your order for food for a big football to do, you know. Mm-hmm. I had a, a golf match scheduled a week ago and the guy canceled because he was putting together a great big uh, football party and he couldn't play and I hope he got his food from Grunhofer's. Call them. Was it Six, rookie? Yes. <laughs> yes. 651-426-2800. Place your order. They've got it all. Including a new breakfast sausage, the toasted maple, oh, cinnamon toasted maple links. And yes, a new store coming soon. We'll have the exact location, but we do know now it's in Birch Lake Square off of Highway 96 near Carboni's Pizzeria and Pub, but not open yet. We'll let you know. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. It's on Highway 61, just north of Hugo. And it's in Forest Lake on Highway 97, just immediately east of 35. You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times. And that's why you need the best and also somebody that you can trust. And that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts. And he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell them you heard about him here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. 
You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Oh, is this a new one? Haven't heard this one before. <laughs> Sarcasm, come on in. Wow, MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com. That's where you're going to meet Rich the, for the very first time. He's the owner and proprietor. You'll see the best safes ever made there. Fitting and filling customer needs, that's Rich's deal. You'll see him right there. The service, the advice, the guidance you get from Rich will take the mystery out of the purchase process. When it comes to protecting our valuables, Maple Grove Lock and Safe is the best option in the Midwest. After all, he's been at it for over 30 years now. Maple Grove Lock and Safe has just the right unit to fit your needs, and Rich will be happy to help you through the whole process. And now, when you get there or call him, whatever, I encourage you to talk to Rich about your expectations and what safe fits your needs. Maybe current events. Rich is up on current events. Ask him about that. Uh, he also offers commercial and residential lock and safe services, including repair and refurbishing. If you hadn't had a chance yet, please log on to Maple Grove Lock lockandsafe.com or you know what better yet just stop in and say hi 6901 east fish lake road in maple grove yesterday kenny was wondering if there was a hot crazy matrix for men and because we've had a lot of fun with the hot crazy matrix for women over the years we were wondering yesterday with whether lauren bobert is is in is in the fun zone or the no-go zone only to maybe conclude that there might not be a distinction. Uh, in any event, yes, of course, there is a hot, crazy matrix for men, and the same guy does it. Do we have his name? I it's don't. Professor uh, Lowenstein up. or something. And here's the hot, crazy matrix for men. Is there a male version of that? I mean, oh, would, yeah. it, would it also be... Oh, yeah, it's uh, a little it, simpler. If a dude is super hot, okay. Yeah, it's a little simpler, but we can do it real quick. It doesn't take very long at all. For women... This is your this is your matrix. You got your cute axis, and you got your money axis. Okay, <laughs> and uh, if you have, there's only three sections. Women have a very large no-go zone. This is for dudes who are neither hot nor have a lot of money. Um, you'll notice over here. This is the husband section. Uh, once you cross a line and have sufficient amounts of money, it is no longer relevant how hot you are. And then women have a fun zone here where a dude is broke but hot. That's a fun zone. That, that, is, the, that is the cute versus rich matrix uh, for women's use. There, there you, you go. Are. So women have their own. Right. Uh, much more. Matrix. It's, it's very it's streamlined. Simple. Yeah, it's it? very Dana simple. Dana McClendon. Dana McClendon. Yeah, that's okay. who it is. Okay. Look, who, he, who is he, Rook? Look him up. I'll look him up. All right. I, I'd appreciate that, man. Yeah, but I'm trying to do some stuff over here. Do but. you know who Susan Collins is, the Republican from Maine? She's a senator. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's threatening to wear a bikini on the floor of the Senate. I, you don't want to see that. No. We don't no, want to no, see that. Please, no. But I don't blame her. She's uh, poking fun at the idea that uh, the dress code there is uh, is appalling, What's what's been happening. Apparently, it's uh, Fetterman who's uh, inspired <laughs> oh, the uh, <laughs> the appalling nature of this, showing up as he does in a shorts and a hooded sweatshirt. And, That's his look, Joe. He's the common yeah, man. Yeah, but the whole institution... <laughs> right. It didn't need poor clothing to become more debased. Uh, Susan looks like my Uncle Jeff. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> you know, it, speaking it, of Fetterman... I guess I was going to... Uh, yeah, go the, ahead. The, the Dems would really show me something if with this dress code they would 
put him, you know, the, the Fetterman that was elected and the, the one we're trotting out to do interviews. It, it would be one thing if they put him in the same outfit, you know, because sometimes Are there two Fettermans now. Is well, that the you know, there's there's another guy. He's got the kind of he's got the mustache, but it's not really him. He goes on CNN and. It's so obvious that it's not the same guy. But gratefully, uh, Susan Collins says, of course, she won't wear a bikini, but Thank the you. fact is she could if she wanted to, and that's what's happened to this institution. Uh, this used to be a hell of a country, and it's really, really well, fading. It's gone. Take it right down to the local level. On the news this morning, they were showing our, our own Minneapolis City Council in session, and Ellison looked like he just got done removing an engine out of an old Buick under an elm tree in his backyard. No, he wouldn't know how. Well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I though. do know what you're I, saying. I mean, I'm trying to think what he was would would be doing in that outfit. I don't know. Uh, John Fetterman will continue to wear his trademark hoodies and gym shorts. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. These are the same people that wear a KDWB t-shirt to church or sweatpants on an airplane. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it's true, Chris. Yes, it's I mean, you true. go to church more than I do. Yeah, you see it. I do. It's appalling. I'm so old. How old, How old, are, old you? are you? I remember airplanes. An air when you got on an airplane, <laughs> people were 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 well dressed. Yes. Now they look like they had just cleaned out a sewer, threw the shovel down and said, you know, screw it. I'm going to Vegas. Right. And then just went to the airport and got on a plane. I'm so old. How old, <laughs> How old are, are you? you? In the first year, two or three of the North Stars, for example, and this would have been true of the Twins, people wore ties to hockey games. Oh, yeah. And baseball the, games. Remember and baseball, that? Yeah. 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 Baseball, yeah. You had stuff. to bring up the North Stars. Now I'm depressed. Yes, you in the back. Speaking of press boxes, my very first experience, one of my very first experiences was when I was working here. Mm-hmm. And I had accompanied Patrick to a Twins game at uh, at the Metrodome. He's never looked good at a Twins game. No, but it's Patrick, <laughs> so everyone just looks the other way. And uh, there was a, 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 a local journalist that was there in flip-flops, oh. shorts, and a Twins jersey. And Patrick said, look at that bleeping dork. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you can say what you want about it? Sid. You can say you what you want about Sid, but you know, Sid was always in a suit and tie. Always? Always. Yes. Okay. I never saw him without a suit and tie. Yeah. Not that I saw him every day. But. Always. Hmm. How about Dark Star? Never. <laughs> it was a dark that I was referring to. But the hell with Dark Star and Patrick and Sid and the rest of but us. But I get what you're saying. Let's go back to Congress and the Senate. My God in heaven. What? Uh, forget about the fact that these morons ever set an example. This is just more proof of how distant they are from us. Okay. Just more proof of how this is their own club and they keep changing the rules. And uh, Fetterman, I guess, has is, is, uh, been the impetus uh, for relaxing the dress codes. Why are they, are they afraid to tell this bowl of pudding to, uh, you know, get a suit and tie? Uh, they should come out with some um, minimal regulations. It's just a shame. Well, I think I have it here. The president is uh, speaking. Is it at the UN, Johnny? He's at today. Is that yes, he is? yes. United and I Nation. believe Joe he uh, he addressed the dress code at this. And I mean, you you make the call for yourself. Let me decide. Yeah. 
Now, even as you evolve our institutions, what? what? Drive creative new partnerships. What? Let me be clear. Yeah. Certain principles of our international system what? are sacrosanct. Would you start that well, over? I'm not being. I, do you I, want to take that one from the well, top? I didn't get the, the first top. sentence. I, there, I seriously yeah. would like to know what he said. Okay, hold. Now, even as we evolve our institutions and drive I, creative new partnerships, let me be clear. Got institutions. Certain That's principles it. of our international system are sacrosanct. One more time. Sacrosanct. One the more time from the can top. Can you slow it? Is there any way to slow it yeah, down? Yeah, can you slow it down? That's his, that's his verbal crush, though. Let me be clear. What? Well, and he's trying to be it's clear. Not, no joke. Yeah. All right, here we go. Take three. Now, even as we evolve our institutions and drive creative new partnerships, let me be clear. Certain principles of our international system are sacrosanct. Well, but you're not clear, sir. Oh. That's the problem. You say, let me be clear after uttering some words that are indecisive. We can't figure out what you're saying. Matt, his other uh, crunch, he likes to sniff air. That's, uh, yeah. Come over here so, hair, can, so I can sniff yeah. your hair. Like yeah, he does. Right He's a sniffer. He's a wonderful yeah. sniffer. Hair sniffer. Nuzzler. He's a nuzzler mm. and a sniffer. Let me be clear. It's kind of ironic that he says, let me be clear after not being clear. That's right. So we call irony. And uh, we call that irony. So you've got <laughs> you've got a geriatric faction in in uh, Washington. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, you've got a, a faction of uh, now the poorly dressed. Yeah. Uh, you've got the crazy matrix right wing faction mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. no go zone mm -hmm. people. You've got the crazy left wing faction that want to create a civilian climate core. Yep. yep, yep. Uh, it's almost unrecognizable as an august body, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It really is. Um, Which I think is their point. I guess so. Yeah. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. I yeah. I either shot a Claremont on here at the end of the line. <laughs> <laughs> I go outside and lung out outside. It yeah. sounds like the guy as you're a bartender going, Oh God, no. This okay. this Bulbert fool. Colorado. Well who've who voted for her? The bikini I'd take in that situation. She's a party girl. Right. She's in the fun zone. Matrix. Howard Stern, of all people, was ripping her. Because Howard Stern is now... Oh, he's very precious these days. Prim and proper and yeah. precious. But why wouldn't you rip her? Well, thank you. I was going to say, what? But no, point? but Kenny's point is, of all people, Howard Stern. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. No, but here's... That's interesting. You said something interesting and you didn't know it. <laughs> Let me be clear. You're always again. Let me be clear. <laughs> no, no, that's interesting. Lauren Bobert is so foul that Howard Stern can rip her. Okay. Yeah. My that's points, how far gone we are. No, my you missed the point. I didn't miss any point. Don't tell me what I missed. <laughs> Let him be clear. Let me you be clear. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. <laughs> I didn't miss a point. Uh, yeah, Lauren Boebert is so... I walk up to her, sniff her air. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Boebert is so... I mean, so as our institution. Just a minute. <laughs> ...is so lousy <laughs> oh. that she's fair game for Howard Stern. Good point. 
Yeah, you you mistook my whole thing. Well, I don't care about your point anymore. <laughs> We're on to a new point. Let me be clear. Okay. Now, we need to evolve our institutions. What? Yeah, Do well, that one again. The, uh, you want to hear it right from the beginnings. Now, we need to evolve our institutions wow. and drive creating Patrick new partnerships. Let me be clear. I don't Certain know. principles of our international system right, are sacrosanct. Does he have false teeth? I wonder. Yeah, they're hang, barely hanging on. They start dangling outside of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be clear. <laughs> what are we going to do, Joe? What, what I'm going to do is tell you that uh, I get great testimonials about uh, people choosing their new garage door guy, and they're getting the entire family precision garage door of the Twin Cities. You know what they get? They get the five-star Google ratings. They're common. They get great comments from their customers. They don't charge more for weekends. They're available 24-7. They serve the metro and western Wisconsin, and I've been routinely hearing from people who've used them and are now making them their guy on their list of guys they have at home. you got to have a garage door guy. Got it. They're making it precision garage door of the Twin Cities. They guarantee every job they do. They're not satisfied until you are. That's no B as in BS. Let me be clear about that. <laughs> they serve the metro in western Wisconsin, as I said. Let them know you appreciate a GL or own business because you're getting the whole family when you get this guy. Precision garage door. They fix garage doors correctly. You can get help online at precisiondoormn.com or you can call them directly at 612 612- 263-6985 Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Good old Moon Motorsports. Not only do they have the most exciting showroom in the region, they also have many of the models that are most exciting to the lot of us. And even more exciting, they have newly reduced prices on many used models. The Moon Motorsports used inventory sale going on now until September 23rd. We can save thousands on the used bike, ATV, or side-by-side of your dreams. While there's still a lot of season, riding season left, go ahead, get on the website, moonmotorsports.com, or stop into the showroom. You can see all the deals for yourself. But if new is your deal, Moon has the most exciting new models with recent dip, deep discounts. For instance, that Can-Am Maverick X3 Max side-by-side and the Outlander XTP 850, the Wheeler, deeply reduced prices. Yeah. The ultimate family adventure, it awaits your family with these can't-miss prices. Fall riding, I've said it over and over again, the best time to be out there, creating memories that will last a lifetime. They're Moon Motorsports. They're just off 94, 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities in Monticello and all over the web, moonmotorsports.com. Here is John Height in his electric newsroom. Uh, electric? I don't know. Thank you, clear. Brought to us by Westinghouse. Ladies and gentlemen. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry would like an answer when it comes to a final decision on the future site of the police department's third precinct. As you mentioned earlier, Joe, in a letter to city council members drafted yesterday, the mayor expressed his frustration at council members' choice to send a proposal to relocate the third precinct back to the committee of the whole last week. At that time, council members cited questions about timing, cost, 
an investment. For My the God, will you people grow up, put three <laughs> or four million in the existing third precinct and spiff it up. Let's go here. Not one serious human being among them, not God, one of them help us. are qualified for that job. And that's why I love Minneapolis. It's run I by children. The, the discussion on and off air today indicates that we basically are screwed. I yes. mean, yeah, there's I think no. So. I mean, we we we're just You're it's right. done. Why why even bother? Why even bother? We'll what just come the on here. Hell. <laughs> Fry wrote, "Well, I appreciate the council's role as a deliberative body and its need to ask questions. Time is of the essence." The previous station at the corner of East Lake Street and Minnehaha Avenue has sat empty since rioters burned and looted it in the aftermath of George Floyd's murder. The roughly 75 officers in the 3rd Precinct have been working out of a temporary office space downtown ever since. Minneapolis City Council members have been presented with three options for a permanent site. Repurpose the old building. I believe this is your uh, uh, wish, Joe. Yes. At the corner of East Lake Street and Minnehaha Avenue, build a new police station up the road at 2600 no. Minnehaha Avenue. No, or waste of money. Or co-locate with the first precinct at Century Plaza downtown. No, that's not in the third precinct. The Century Plaza location was on track for approval until last week's city council meeting. It was pitched as a short-term compromise after residents in the 3rd Precinct expressed their dissatisfaction with the prospect of a police station returning to the neighborhood at all. In July, council members voted 12 to 1 to eliminate the option to rebuild at the old location. Why? You, sir. Why? Uh, I have a question for you, Sir Such. You're just as mad about this as I am. I don't think, let me rephrase it. Do you think this is a case of Hanlon's razor where it's not malice, it's stupidity? Or is this actually malice and they're doing this on purpose in order to punish the men and women that work in the third precinct? Well, which is it? <clears throat> then it could almost be considered a conspiracy, could it not? I don't think this is intended to punish police officers, I think this is the misguided belief by the council that they owe, uh, they owe some obligation to people who were traumatized during the spring of George Floyd. Well, that's, a, that's unfortunate. Uh, but we also have an obligation to the taxpayers. We're going to slip a couple mil into this building, and that's going to be the third precinct. End of story. How come all of the citizens of the third aren't down there with signs and booyah stew pots and just camped out and protesting until this situation is resolved? I just think... Where are the too, voters? Too many people just aren't paying attention then there. it's going to be too late john do you have the uh minnetonka woman who was carjacked coming up in your news i do not okay well I saw the story. I we all know it. the story a woman <laughs> out minnetonka way was carjacked mm -hmm. we saw the video and then her husband to his credit i think uh put the heat on the uh community to turn out let's go let's all go to a city council meeting and and uh, raise this issue, and and they did, and it made the newscast last night. And mm -hmm. uh, Kenny did some some looking, and 
it turns out that that, that Minnetonka aggregate uh, voted overwhelmingly for the people who have resulted in these kids not being held accountable for carjackings. They're back out on the street. Now it's it's seeped out to Minnetonka. And here's a woman with her kids trying to go to the store or whatever, gets, a, gets into a, a, a rough carjacking in her driveway. You people voted for Mary Moriality. And Ellison and, and the governor. Ellison and, and the, the governor. governor. Yep. You people voted for this. You're not paying attention to the consequences of your vote. And we've been saying this for a year, and unfortunately, in this case in particular, this is what it's going to take for these people's eyes to be opened. Now, I don't know uh, how the couple uh, most personally affected by this, the carjacked woman and her husband voted. I have no idea. But if you look at the Hennepin County numbers and you break it down by area and neighborhood, uh, the DFL was uh, sweepingly victorious out that way. Sweepingly. Okay. You've made your bed. you got to lie in it, and this is what happens. And you're not going to get sympathy. Well, no, I'm sympathetic. I, I don't I'm want not. any woman to get conquered. I don't either, and I, I, I don't wish that upon anybody. But I, I, I said this last week. I think we were all in agreement, aren't we? That, sorry, this is the consequence of your, of your action. And the consequences of your actions is the city is a hellhole. And then you'll get all my critics. Well, be careful. You won't be able to do night sports and CCO. Criti- my critics will be saying... Oh, he never goes downtown. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I wonder which story got more play on the local news and in the paper. This one or the story about the DFL uh, gal, the leader, who also right got now. carjacked. Uh, because when oh. I saw it, this one was all over the news this morning. And, uh, boy, there were a lot of white faces at that meeting. A lot of white well, faces. Well, I think the DFL vice chair who got carjacked... Uh, Shivanti Sathanandan. Almost. Uh, she has really dropped out of the news. No one's yeah. done a follow up on that. Right. right. And, and that was a North Minneapolis location. This was out in uh, Minnetonka. Where, so, where's the, where, where's the, the, the Tribune reporter to go say, hey, lady, you were a staunch defunder of the police. How do you feel now? Hasn't happened. Will it ever? No. It's a DFL uh, it, newspaper. Kenny, I'm on the local section of StarTribune.com, <clears throat> yeah. and it is in the top seven right now. What is? The Minnetonka story. If GL had a reporter, that's where we would have sent him last night to just ask those questions, mm-hmm. Such, yeah. Who'd you vote for? Who'd you vote for, kids? Yeah. Just, <laughs> just one question. An exit poll. What polling place did you take your BMW SUV to? <laughs> The one by the elementary school. Yeah. Yeah, what is that, your level of white guilt? Jeez, please. From the Star Tribune, a follow-up to a story we had before, the art history instructor who showed images of the Prophet Muhammad in class can proceed with her lawsuit arguing that Hamlin University discriminated against her on the basis of religion, but not on other claims she brought against the private school. U.S. District Judge Catherine Menendez and attorneys on both sides of the case have acknowledged that the lawsuit brought by Erica Lopez Prater appears to be raising new questions about how to interpret laws prohibiting religious discrimination. And 
attorney who represents Lopez Prada argued the school would have treated his client differently if she were Muslim, while attorneys for the university have pushed back on that claim. The lawsuit stems from an incident that placed Hamlin at the center of a debate over academic freedom and religious tolerance. Lopez Prada was working as an adjunct professor at the U in the fall of 2022 when she showed students two centuries-old artworks depicting the Prophet Muhammad. One showed the Prophet, including his face, as he received a revelation from the angel Gabriel. The second showed a similar moment, but with the prophet's face veiled and his image surrounded by a halo. Scholars and religious leaders have sometimes disagreed about whether Islam permits images of the prophet Muhammad. Some Muslims argue that the images are strictly prohibited to avoid idolization. Others have images of the prophet in their homes. Now remember the teacher, we told you this before, provided a disclaimer in the syllabus and spent at least a couple of minutes preparing students for the images, telling them if they didn't want to see it, not to look. But one of her students, Aram Wadatala, president of the Muslim Student Association, said she heard the professor give a trigger warning, wondered what it was for, and then I looked, and it was the prophet. Well, the babe, you weren't paying attention then. Right. The university, after the fact, decided not to renew Lopez Prada's contract. This is where Hamlin uh, became a not a university. They lost their accreditation, and uh, they earned their failed certificate. Yep. Henry Boucher, who became a high school hockey legend when he led Waro to the championship game in 1969, has died at the age of 72. Boucher, an Ojibwe who championed causes on behalf of Native Americans, also played in the NHL, the WHA, and on the U.S. Olympic team, winning a silver medal in 1972. As a pro player, he wore a trademark headband that made him easily recognizable on the ice. His career took a dramatic turn after he was traded to the North Stars during a game in January 1975 at Met Center. He suffered a serious eye injury that plagued him for the rest of his career. Boston's Dave Forbes and Boucher were leaving penalty boxes after serving fighting penalties and Forbes hammered Boucher's face with the butt end of his stick. Forbes suspended 10 games by the NHL, later charged with aggravated assault, although his trial ended up with a hung jury. Boucher won a $1 million civil suit settlement against Forbes and the Bruins. Boucher said he, in an interview in 2004, said he still had trouble after the fact, saying he couldn't drive at night. He said it's something he'd have to deal with until the day he dies. He also played with the Fighting Saints in the WHA. Uh, he struggled, though, the next few years, battling alcoholism before he went through recovery. While living in War Road, Boucher was Indian Education Director at War Road Public Schools, coached youth hockey, and worked in real estate. He also staunchly defended War Road's warrior nickname, saying War Road has got an amazing history of the Ojibwe coming into the area through migration, like many other tribes. He told us, told Pat and I, that uh, he learned to skate fast when he heard the river crack, when the ice cracked on the river. <laughs> that made him go a little bit quicker. Yeah. Many, many times. The cool thing about the state high school games is uh, you guys would, every other year or so, you'd call him up and talk to him for a while, and that was always fun. Very yeah. interesting. January 28th, 1973, Detroit, Henry's team, at Montreal, Henry scored six, six seconds in. That's wow. insane. Was the ice cracking behind him? He must have so, felt like it. <laughs> Henry, the, the injury pretty much ended his professional career. Help me out with the timeline here, Joe. But he did skate for the Saints after yeah. the NHL, but didn't do so well. No. he, he was, Because of the eyeball thing. Yeah, Forbes got him right in the eyeball. That went, you know, that became very famous in sports because that left the, uh, that left the arena of sports and went into mm -hmm. Hennepin County Court. 
you know. Was that the first time that that's happened yes, in the I NHL? So. I, believe court? So. I uh-huh. believe so. He's a, I believe for any sport. Distant was, cousin of Gary Sargent and T.J. Oshie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, no, o- Oshie's dad is his cousin, if I remember right. Isn't that? We don't know how Henry died. He was 72. 72, yep. Uh, I don't know how he died. A big champion of the native population. As an Ojibwe, he realized that at some point with their blood quorum, mm-hmm. it's going down to zero once they all die off. So he was oh. for changing the Constitution to say, you need to let people like my wife in, mm-hmm. my wife, because she has, a, after a certain date, was cut off. Yeah. And it's going to go down to zero, and then who gets the land back? Right. Yeah. The government's just going to take it back. Uh, I, I, I can clearly remember him playing against Edina in 1969, <laughs> Met Sports Center, fifteen thousand five hundred people wore on oh. Dinah for the title. Uh, he was just a wonder to behold. I mean, he played defense so he could stay on the ice the whole game. No. <laughs> yeah. love that. I thought it was interesting in your story, John, uh, that Henry called the the Ojibwe uh, thing migration, when I had always assumed it was just they were being pushed, and that's they ended up in Minnesota because they were pushed uh, from the east through Wisconsin and Upper Michigan into Minnesota. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what uh, what uh, he said. Most of the tribes moved that way, so perhaps yep. that was just his word <laughs> to use for uh, the way they moved. Yeah. So, uh, on that note, why don't we take a short break with uh, Mr. Rookie? We are going to take a short break, and I'm going to speak to you very briefly about Minnesota Masonic Charities online at mnmasoniccharities.org. Find the secret that is revealed in their website. If you found it already. I want you to let me know via email, rookie at garagelogic.com. Check out the website, poke around in all the right places, mnmasoniccharities.org. That's all I'm going to say about them. They're great people, and since 06, these guys came together, and they're doing wonderful work. Find the solution on the website, mnmasoniccharities.org. Logic Town Council member. Here's what you're missing. John, don't forget to send me new stories. I already did. Pat, your best line from out there was, you either said it or you... No, he said it on the show on Friday. The stadium was built in 1903, and they spent at least (laughs) $10,000 fixing it up. Was it a dump? It's an F-35. Thank you. I am going to... I want to lead with uh, something from there. Of course. Fine, but I uh, I have to run to the men's room. Well, I would never prevent a fella from doing it. See, council, this is why you you subscribe. (laughs) I'm all in favor of that. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Sussure. North American Banking Company. You know what? If you are interested in switching from your big bank like I was a couple of months ago, then think of my friends at North American Banking Company. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but you are going to get the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they are locally owned and operated. And here's why that's a big deal. That's because loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They're not sent out of state. So, you know what? If you're a business owner and you want to solve a problem quickly and expand your business with confidence, 
the North American Banking Company is here for you. Uh, check them out online, nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com. When they first opened back in 1998, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for your cust- for their customers, excuse me, where you know your banker and they know you. And while a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that, of course, has not. So check them out online, nabankco.com. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. In other news, uh, I'm going to start this uh, section with a story. I don't know if you saw this. A band director was tased and arrested in Alabama after he disregarded police requests to stop his band's performance after a high school football game. This was in Birmingham. It happened following a win by Minor High School at P.D. Jackson Olean High School in Birmingham. Police officers started clearing out the stadium when the game ended and noticed both schools' bands were still performing. Well, they spoke with both band directors, asked them to stop playing. Uh, one did, the home team band. They stopped playing when asked. Uh, but the visitors, Miner's School, their band director, Johnny Mims, did not stop and instructed Hi. his band. Johnny's going to keep her going instructed his band to continue performing. Well, officers tried to take the band director into custody, and we had a physical altercation, and he eventually he got tased, no. the band director. There should be a song there somewhere. And the band well, refused to yield, or what is it? Uh, okay, settle, settle down, Rick. Okay. Who, uh, who, uh, who, did we, who do we thank for this, I think Joe? we should thank Jordy for this. Jordy's the one that sent us this, yeah. so uh, we just put it together with uh, Jordy's writing. So let's see how this starts. Okay, you ready? The players tried to take the field. The marching band refused to yield. We all heard him loudly squeal the day. The director got taken. <laughs> they were saying bye, 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 So thanks, Jordy. Yeah. Jordy yeah. The, the band leader got electrified. <laughs> got electrified. All right. In, uh, in other news, <laughs> moving right along, uh, President Biden uh, said something today. We're not sure what all of it was. We don't but know what said, he said. Well, he said uh, he's, he was uh, calling on world leaders to stand firm against what he called naked aggression, casting solidarity with Ukraine and its war with Russia as a necessary step to deter other would-be aggressors. All of this was at the United Nations. Uh, meanwhile, days before potentially crossing paths with Russia's top diplomat at the UN, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky yesterday said that the world body needs to answer for allowing his country's invaders a seat at the tables of power. He had just arrived in the U.S. to make his country's case to the world and to Washington for continued help in trying to repel Russia's invasion. Traveling to the U.S. for the first time since December, he began his trip with a stop at Staten Island University Hospital. Medical facility has so far treated 18 Ukrainian military members who lost limbs in the war. Pentagon is facing urgent questions over how it lost that $80 million aircraft that was finally found crashed in a field just 80 miles from its base following a frantic 28-hour search. The Marine pilot of the F-35B Lightning II took off on Sunday from Joint Base Charleston, South Carolina, but an unexplained issue forced him to eject. The plane was flying in tandem with another jet. That jet came back home 
fine. Stop. Um, Stop. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why did that jet return to the base? Why didn't the accompanying jet follow the empty one to see where it ended yes. up? I had that question in my head also, and the only answer I came up with was maybe it was a fuel issue. I don't – I, I had the same, same question. I had the same question. It went rogue. Yeah, but you, you, I, I take it the accompanying uh, pilot saw his mate uh, parachute out of it. Sure. Yeah. I wonder why he said – I wonder why he didn't think, I better stay with this thing and see where it goes. Gotta stay with the broad. Gotta, you gotta yeah. stay with the plane. 100%. <laughs> Now, I love this quote. Uh, I mean, it's not funny, okay? This isn't sure. funny. Uh, a spokesperson said the aircraft's sophistication made it even more complicated to find because, of course, it's a stealth aircraft. Right. So it has different coatings and different designs that make it more difficult than normal aircraft to detect. Uh, meanwhile, on radar. Em- on radar, yes. yes. Meanwhile, it emerged on Monday night the Pentagon in 2019 was concerned the plane could be vulnerable to attack by hackers, which may have sparked panic during the 28-hour search mission. Marine Corps Commandant Eric Smith issued a two-day stand-down for all aviation units, both inside and outside the U.S. Uh, No units will be allowed to fly until they have a two-day discussion about the safety measures and procedures. Uh, If you're wondering, they finally did find the plane in a county about 85 miles north of the base with wreckage of the plane located in a well-tended field it's not known whether locals informed the military of the crash because the crash did not appear to have happened in a region that was remote two things here we go yes as a part owner of that 100 million dollar plane i want to know why the other pilot didn't follow it yep okay and what's the other thing? Send did inquiries to You did. You did say two what things. Yeah. the second thing? <laughs> oh, the second thing. Here we go. I read, and of course, who knows if this is true. Right. You can't count on it. That those, progr- those planes are programmed to head to sea in the event of such a failure as this. That plane apparently did not. It went down in some field. Miraculously, nobody, uh, despite the fact that we're terribly overpopulated, we've developed every square inch of the United States, that plane managed to hit uh, a plot of land and didn't hurt anybody. Hmm. But why didn't it go out to the ocean? Those are the two questions I want to know as a part owner of that airplane. Let's find out. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. Let me be clear on that. So when we asked for the public's help yesterday, did that help find the plane? I mean, obviously, and Johnny reported that there was a couple of civilians. Yeah, they're not saying whether the farmer farmer Ed didn't call uh, the Pentagon and say, hey, I got your plane. Yeah, she's (laughs) over there in the field. Yeah, she's in my field. Did it set down or did it crash? When he he pointed the plane, he had a donut in his hand. It's right yeah, over there. Right over, right there. over there. Yeah, right down the alley. <laughs> there, was, there was a debris field, Kenny, so uh, she crashed. She did Debris. Uh, debris. Said debris. 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 debris field, yeah. It, it said sub- it crashed in a well-tented field. What does that mean? It uh, uh, means there was stuff in the field, I'm assuming, right? Or right, the field's taken care of. Well-tented? So tented, tented, as in tent. Trees? Ten- no, tended, I think. I think Wasn't Tented. It? Really? Maybe I mistook I've, the T for a D. Well, I'm trying to be clear. I have I have T and between my story. What's the difference I'll between sweet corn and field corn? Field corn sweet. goes to your animals. 
Sweet God. corn goes to me. Uh, Kenny right, got him to bite Joe. today. Nice so job, Kenny. Nice <laughs> job. You mean I shouldn't have answered that? Right. Oh, right. I'm sorry. It's so much. So much he knew so Dale was going to answer, too. I am so yeah, tired of answering ready. questions where you people know the answer. Does Pat drive that scooter in the winter? No. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't no. drive it in the winter. A somewhat unique campaigning idea coming out of Missouri, a Republican candidate for governor there uh, yesterday vowed to burn books if he's elected after oh. he was criticized for a video showing him burning cardboard boxes with a flamethrower. Huh. That's quite the ad there. Huh? Yeah. The video, which has gone viral on social media, shows State Senator Bill Eigel, a Weldon Spring Republican who's running for governor in 2024, and State Senator Nick Schroer using flamethrowers to torch a stack of boxes at a fundraising event wow. in St. Charles County. Eigel said in the video, I'm taking a flamethrower to cardboard boxes representing what I'm going to do to the leftist policies and rhino corruption of the Jeff City Swamp. But let's be clear, you bring those woke pornographic books to Missouri schools to try to brainwash our kids, I'll burn those too, right on the front lawn of the governor's mansion. John, thank you. <laughs> Did you even hear that story? No. Yeah, right on the front lawn of the governor's He's mansion. Burn books. Yeah, <laughs> great. That's right. awesome. Wonderful. It's like 1953 around here. That's <laughs> awesome. That's just fantastic. <laughs> well, it is Missouri. Sorry, Don. yeah. Where did, they, where did the Beatles burn all their records? Uh, they burned no, those. Some guy burned them. Mostly in the South. The DJ in Tennessee, wasn't it? Something yeah, like that. Well, because that one mop-haired idiot says he's more important than Jesus. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> I will say well, that. That's he what I heard. More, remark. more popular. He never said that. He the said he was more The field where the jet was found, yes. a lot of trees. Okay. So I think it was oh, tented. tented. Then I'm. Yeah. Then that's I think right. you're correct. Yes. I think you're correct. Yes. And you know what? You'd also be right if you were going to uh, shut down your air conditioning unit for the year. You'd want to get tips on how to do that. Well, welterheating.com does just that. For the last 100 years, and think about that, put that into perspective, how heating has changed, cooling has changed so much, and they keep up with that because they certify all their techs. They've learned, four generations of the Welter family have learned that, of course, in Minnesota, it's an understatement. They rely on your heater in the winter and, really, your air conditioner when it gets hot. So treat them with the respect that they deserve and make sure you get them, uh, you know, if you buy a brand new one, that's great. But if you have one that's really old, it may need to be serviced. Call 612-825-6867 if it's making funny noises or if you want to know how to shut it down properly for the year. Winter can be rough on an AC unit that's still sitting outside. Learn some tips at welterheating.com on how you can put yours down for the winter. 612-825-6867, welterheating.com. Air condition or heat your shelter with... Ray Ann Welter. Hey everybody, it's John here and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, 
and asparagus for the no-fuss meals and get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need, and you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code garagelogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code garagelogic50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores Are you sifting through the, the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Particularly low level? I don't think so. Only because they come to us. Do you want me to give you a detailed answer on that? No. (laughs) Only because they come to us all the way from the Lyman Quarters in Eden Prairie, the traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. It was on this day. September 19th. In 1857, a year before statehood, Gas lights illuminated the streets of St. Paul for the first time. Huh. I bet that was pretty. I bet that was neat, yes. On this day... 919. In 1930... Do it. Dudon Coste and Maurice Bellante, Frenchmen who made the first east-to-west transatlantic flight, were celebrated at Wold Chamberlain Field in Minneapolis. I'm glad that... Interested you? Yeah. On this day, where is Wilt Chamberlain Field? It's the, inter, it's the airport now. Oh, Minneapolis. Wow. Got it. Wilt the Stilt? Yeah, has on his own air. On this air- day, <laughs> in 1970. Hurry up! I'm in a hurry here. Let's go. On this day in 1970, <laughs> Nin- uh, uh, September 19th. <laughs> what happened in the world of television? You got uh, a Mary, color set at home. Mary Tyler Moore. How did you know that? Debuted. Because you went ahead and looked at this day in history, didn't you? I didn't you? look at this day in history. I couldn't give a rat's ass about this day in history. It's a tired old radio bit that you trotted out because you're lazy and you don't have anything else to, no, any material no, here. this has become an important part of the show. I say only because. Oh, it's like saying if you were offended. Joe, fictional television character Mary Richards moved to Minneapolis and threw her hat into the air right there on the Nicollet Mall as the popular Mary Tyler Moore show began its run. Mm. Fun. Thank you, GLers. This day 29 years ago, happy birthday, Jessica K. Reavers. All right. Yeah. She's only 29. How old are you? About fifty? As far as you, as you no, know. that's what you say. Oh, how, you're 29 again, huh? Oh, Joe, is she oh, really kissing 29? Up. Joe, oh my God, he's kissing. Joe, come, on. come on, yeah, Kenny's in a hurry. Come on, let's, let's go. go here. Kenny's got a tea time. <laughs> he doesn't even own a watch. <laughs> I put it back. She's your wife's only 29. Oh my God, are you he's such a sap? Well, he said happy 29th birthday, uh, Joe. So it's it's be what right. you do when a, you, you, you don't ask a woman what her age is. You say, oh, 29 again, right? Oh, hey now, Hold thank on. you, GLers. Hello. Yeah, I think so. Uh, check out YouTube. Garage Logic is on YouTube, and you wow. can subscribe for free. And you can see all sorts of How old your oldest kid? My God. 29. <laughs> 11. <laughs> 11. Man, she'd only be uh, 18 when you married her. Yeah. Uh, 
Huh? Wow. How about that? That's pretty good. <laughs> nice job, also, Reavers. Oh my God. <laughs> GarageLogic.com. You're about 40 at the I should run for office. <laughs> You're our hero. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to the town council, 10 bucks a month, $100 a year, and you'll be entertained prior to the show, during the show breaks, and after the show. Yeah. And get special invitations <laughs> and stuff as far as you know. Get skin conditions. Money well spent. Right. Where are the brown spots today? Point only above the waist, please. And garagelogic.com. We've got a uh, whole bunch of shirts, wow. hats, sweatshirts. He said that on the show. Available. I'd like my money back, please. Yeah, refunds. Email Shut Matthew Mikulski. <laughs> please point to the spots only above the waist. It is that time once again that we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic, and now's the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do what I did. Pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number and you're going to get Josh. And as always, you will get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice. And Mr. Money Talk is there for you for that free, yes, I said free. Free forty-eight minute consultation, and he's with us right now here in Garage Logic. And Josh, I know that you are loaded for bear today because you want to discuss concerns about a recession, IPO, and of course, we always have to worry about the Fed, don't we? We do. Bear, 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 bear. The bears are out. The bears are out, and this bull is looking for some bears to butt heads with. How's that? Today and tomorrow, the Fed Federal Reserve meet for their September September meeting. Market measured by the Dow Jones, NASDAQ, and the S&P are down on the day. Yields are up on treasuries, and that means that treasury prices are down. Just remember this. Yields go up, prices go down when we're talking about bonds. Very few people, very few talking heads bring up prices when it comes to bonds. They only talk about the yield. Oh, You've got to lock in that yield now. Well, if you're going to hold a bond to maturity, that would be true. But if you're going to trade bonds, as many do, or not hold them to maturity, as yields go up, bond prices go down, you want to see how, we'll say, tough it is in the bond market as yields are going up. Just track the long treasury index, TLT, down some more and down $7 a share this year from 100 down to 93 and change. Yes, the yield has gone up, but investors in TLT have lost money. Not for me. Meantime, the Fed is meeting today and tomorrow. They're going to keep their mantra. Higher rates for longer, still a lot of work to do to bring down inflation to their 2% target. And that becomes a little bit tougher, and I say tougher, given that energy prices have continued or come back and move higher as supplies have been cut by both the Russians and OPEC. And the current administration in Washington continues to cut leases. Oil companies have said, that's fine. We can return more money to shareholders in the form of dividends and share buybacks. And we'll see our prices, our stock prices go up. Unfortunately, stock prices have not moved up appreciably since the price of oil has moved up from $70 a barrel to $93 a barrel. Most oil stocks 
particularly the energy, excuse me, exploration and production companies, their stock prices have not, as a whole, even attained their highs from a few years ago. They're still under that. The stocks that have moved in the energy arena uh, have been primarily oil service companies like Tidewater, TransOcean, as just Some of the pipelines, because of their investors searching for yield, those pipelines have also moved up in conjunction with oil prices rising as well. This is an area that I have avoided given a very poor experience several years ago, notably in 2015 and 2016. And this moves to something else that I do caution you on. When a company stock price comes down and the dividend looks very appetizing in terms of yield, be prepared that the company is in looking for money to keep funding their operation, could well cut the dividend. And if they cut the dividend, that stock could fall precipitously. I remind people of the stock I lost in at that time, which was Kinder Morgan, which was one of the leading pipeline companies at the time, and they cut their dividend in half. The stock price responded accordingly, dropping in half. Recently, Foot Locker, which was definitely seen as a turnaround retail play, paid a good dividend. Promise was to keep that dividend. That lasted maybe a year until they cut the dividend in half and the stock responded accordingly. Right now, there are several other retailers with stock prices down and their yields look very, very appetizing, including Macy's and Walgreens. I'd be very cautious investing in those retailers and would suggest if you want to be in retail, look at Costco, Walmart, or my favorite, Amazon. The Fed will have their press conference tomorrow. Bets are the Fed leaves interest rates alone, but may signal one or two more hikes in the months ahead. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. Well, you heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free Yes, I said free. 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Thanks very much, Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.